Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, I'm Sam. And I'm Rachel. We're the creators of Plant School. Rachel's going to be teaching me, a plant novice, everything I need to know about plants, plant care, and gardening, all in a way that anyone can understand. Yeah, whether you have never touched a plant or you consider yourself an expert and you want to just learn more, this podcast is for you. And though it sounds simple, there's actually a lot to cover. So what are you waiting for? Join Join us us in in Plant plant School. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, we're back. We have been gone for the last, what, two or three weeks? Two weeks. Two weeks. Family stuff, wedding. Is there something else? Me being busy. I was I was working on a landscape design that I really wanted to get finished within the week. And I just couldn't think of anything else. So um, listeners may not know, but um, being a graduate of landscape management degree I also do a lot of landscape designs and I do florals so I was doing florals for my sister's wedding and a landscape design for a cousin and so I was just very very busy so we decided to take a few weeks off hope you guys will still continue with us because we are still going with this podcast okay yeah this is episode 33 we're going to be talking about Kalankoe Rachel called it Kalancho at the end of our last episode. I did, and I feel so embarrassed. (laughs) I have been calling it Kalancho my entire life since I've known what a Kalancho (laughs) is. Well, it's a Kalankoe. But I feel very foolish. I've always called it Kalankoe in the five minutes that I've known (laughs) about it. Good job. What is a Kalancho? Stop. (laughs) So... A Kalankoe is a popular blooming succulent. Um, It's the most common one that we're going to kind of be talking about today is the one that you are going to see like in your grocery store or at a florist. It's a Kalankoe blossfieldiana. Um, That's its scientific name. So it's also called a florist Kalankoe, a flaming Katie, Christmas Kalankoe, or Madagascar widow's thrill which kind of made me giggle like widow's thrill i just imagine this i don't know this woman like going in and just seeing her callan cohen being like oh you know <laughs> um but yeah those are its nicks it's nicks names it's nicknames there we go and it comes in a variety of colors they can be yellow pink magenta orange white red they have these large gr- glossy green leaves and they're very thick because it is a succulent 
and the genus consists about of about 125 species of tropical succulent flowering plants, and it's in the Crassulaceae family. So most of these plants, they're um, they're shrubs or perennials, and they are herbaceous, meaning that they don't have a lot of like woody tissue. Um, they're very soft, and a few of them are annuals or biannuals. Sam, do you know what a biannual is? Just in case people don't know that word. Um, I feel like I'm the one that's supposed to ask you these questions. I want to say it grows twice a year. <laughs> that's a no, that's like a good guess. Um, very close. It takes two years to like uh, become fully mature. Gotcha. Yeah. And so the largest of the Kalanchoe um, family is it can reach up to 20 feet tall, which blows my mind because most of them only grow to about three feet tall, um, obviously, since uh, they're mostly houseplants. But they can take about two to five years to reach that mature of a size, um, especially if they're getting enough light. It'll take them about that long. I don't know too many normal people who have 20-foot tall ceilings. No, me neither. So... (laughs) Yeah, not the most ideal house plant if it's going to be yeah. that big. And that one, the the one that does grow to be 20 feet tall, that one is not a common house plant. Um, that is just a member of the Kalanchoe kind of um, okay. family. Yeah. So that's not one you're going to buy at the grocery store. Don't worry. <laughs> um, let's skip this question that you have on here. No. Okay. It's everybody's favorite. What's the history of the Kalancho? The Kalanchoe. No, you need to say that more excited. Rachel, what's the history of Kalanchoe? There we go. So it is mainly native to Madagascar or tropical Africa. It was actually brought to Paris around 1927. And Robert Blossfield, who is a German seed merchant, he named it and introduced it as a houseplant as the Kalanchoe Blossfieldiana. This is... That um, specific one is the kind that you're going to see in your grocery store. So something really interesting about this plant, it it was one of the very first plants to be sent into space. So in 1979, um, it was sent up to Valerie Ryuman and Vladimir Lyakov. I may have not done so well in their last names, but it was sent in a resupply mission to the Salyut 1 space station. And it wasn't sent so much to be studied, but more so to just boost crew morale as they were struggling with loneliness and depression. And it helped so much that they nicknamed the Kalanchoe um, the life tree, and they put it in the background of their television broadcasts from the space station. I just thought that was really cool. If you have someone that's like interested in space, this could kind of be a cool tie-in if you were to like give them this plant. You could kind of tell them the history of that. Were they Russian? They sound I believe so. Yeah, Yeah, I believe. Knowing back in the day, not too many other countries were up in space. Yeah, yeah. This was a Russian space station. Um, And then a few years after this, uh, Danish and Dutch breeders kind of helped the plant get very popular internationally. 
Um, and this was in the 1980s. And now it's one of the most popular flowering plants. And it's constantly being altered to have new colors um, being added to its range of colors that it can grow. And it's kind of an important factor because it's it's something they use heavily for marketing. So like they will use pink calanchoes on Valentine's Day or red ones on Valentine's, um, things like that. They'll just alter the colors to kind of fit every holiday season. Yeah. Cool. And that's its history. I didn't know you could really do that. To change the color of Yeah, they must breed them a certain way to kind of manipulate them. I oh. I didn't research much into that specific aspect so though. Cool. Yeah. Oh, uh, are they pretty easy to care for? Yes. They assuming are. they're not twenty feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> if you have that huge one, maybe <laughs> Get not. A ladder to <laughs> prune them and <laughs> cut them back yeah that one maybe not so much but the the one we're mainly talking about the blossfieldiana that it's very easy to care for being a succulent if you forget to water it it's gonna be okay because it has those those thick leaves that store a lot of water for the plant okay what about lighting needs where would you place it yeah so it's gonna need bright indirect sunlight it can handle some um, direct light, actually. So if it is getting some, it's not a big deal. It can handle that. Low light can cause it to get rather spindly and leggy. The leaves can turn slightly red when they're put in the sun, which is normal. Um, you just don't want them to get sunburn, and that will be shown by having brown patches on its leaves. Also, it doesn't love being super cold. Um, it can cause it to wilt and die. Uh, this is common with like succulents and even like vegetables in your garden. If it gets too cold for them, their cells will burst and they will die because they have so much water in their cells. So just just keep it at a normal temperature. Don't put it right next to a vent. It, it won't really love that. They can be outdoors in the summer. We just did a podcast about how to put plants, your indoor plants outdoors. Um, and this is one that can easily do that. They do not love um, hot afternoon sun though. So just be aware not to put it in a place that's going to get full sun throughout the entire day. And another thing in when you're thinking about where to put this plant, it is one that is toxic to cats and dogs or any pet. So if you have a curious cat or dog, just make sure to place it out of their reach. They contain, I looked up the chemical, it's bufadienolides, and those that chemical specifically affects the heart. So it can be very serious if they eat a lot of it. It could cause um, some heart problems to occur and could even kill them. So just be aware, it's never a good idea for any animal to eat a houseplant in general, it's just, it's just no bueno. <laughs> Most of them um, will affect your plant negative or will affect your animal <laughs> negatively. Yeah, your plant will lose. Plant. Yeah. Uh, what about watering? What would, what kind of, what amount of water? How often? Yeah. So water when your soil is dry, and I don't mean like you barely touch the top and it's dry, just feel down in there and it needs to be dry, dry. 
if you kind of dig around and there is still moisture down there, um, it'll probably be okay for a few more days. It needs good drainage. You don't want it to be sitting in water that will cause root rot very easily, especially, you know, with these succulents. It may wilt from overwatering or underwatering. So just be aware that that can be a symptom for both sides of the spectrum. Overwatering can also cause, like I said, stem rot where um, the stems will turn brown and black or they'll just get mushy. So they usually come in foil if you're buying them from like the grocery store or your florist and you can remove that to avoid water, you know, coming out of your pot and then just sitting in that foil. Just, just make sure it has good drainage, that the water can go somewhere and not just sit. And also, it actually doesn't need any misting or any sort of spray. It can actually cause powdery mildew. So just be aware that it's going to be fine without a mister. Um, so, so no misting. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Um, and that's usually how it is for most plants, right? You know, misting isn't really... Yeah, they don't really like, most don't require it unless you have a very finicky one. A lot of them can benefit from misting, but it's not always a requirement for them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what about fertilizing? There's certain kind of fertilizer. How often? Uh, just a general fertilizer will do great, whether it's a, a 10-10-10 fertilizer or a 20-20-20. Um, I would say maybe like once a month in spring or summer if you're diluting it really well. Um, you just want to be doing it um, before the flowers come or when the flowers are there. Afterwards, there's no, there's really no reason to do that because it's going into the more dormant season of being in the winter with less light. So when it's flowering or right before it's flowering is the time to kind of be thinking about fertilizer. Okay, that's easy enough to remember. Uh, what about soiling or soiling? <laughs> soiling. <laughs> what do you know about uh, soiling? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Soil needs, not soiling. So what... <laughs> What kind of soil does this thing need? Take it away. Get get me away from the <laughs> All right. So it needs well-draining soil. Um, you can mix sand with potting mix, or you could get a succulent cactus mix. Um, just find it, you know, at, at Walmart or any other, uh, what's it called, a hardware store. Um, but, yeah, just make sure it's well-draining, um, and it should be just fine. Like we're getting through these really quick. I know I'm doing good. Seems, huh? seems pretty simple of a plant so far. Yeah. What pests are they prone to? So they're prone to aphids and mealybugs. How do you Aph get rid of those things? Yeah. So aphids are more of a problem when you're outside, and you can get rid of those by spraying them with uh, soapy water. It will clog the sphericals of the aphid. Sphericals are the little breathing holes on insects that they exchange gas from and breathe. They don't breathe through their mouth. 
they breathe through sphericals and they're on their back. So you spraying soapy water on them will literally clog those and they can't breathe and die. And I know that sounds so sad, but that's just, that's just the circle of life. Of plant life. Of, yeah, <laughs> of pests life. Pest life. And for mealybugs, those are, as we may remember from past episodes, those kind of white cottony looking bugs. And you can simply wipe them off. They do wipe off fairly easily. And you could also use neem oil to get rid of those as well. Huh. Yeah. Anything else with those? No, I don't think so. I can't think of anything else besides that. Okay. Uh, it looks like a Kalanchoe, Kellen. Kalanchoe. Kalanchoe. Not Kalancho. <laughs> They flower. Yes. So how do you manage flowers and reflowering? What is reflowering? It's just flowers coming back. You oh, know. that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. How, okay, so how would you manage the flowers? Yeah, so I really wanted to know this one because I got a Kalanchoe after we had a our first child as a gift. And I wasn't sure what to do with it after it flowered. I was like, okay, now what? I, I just didn't know. So this is what you're going to do. They normally bloom in the springtime. And once they have bloomed and the flowers are gone, you can start pinching off the flowers. Pinching literally means just to kind of pull off. You'll, you'll pinch it off, throw it away, that piece away. And you, if you cut back all the flowered stems after flowering, it's going to help it reflower um, the following season, or you can induce it yourself. So it takes it, their flowers usually last about eight weeks. So you can enjoy them for quite a time. And to get it to reflower the next year, um, you can either hopefully let the sun do its job on its own, just with the natural, you know, day and night seasons, or you can place it um outside in the summer and when you bring it indoors in fall as it gets cold um it needs about 14 hours of darkness every night for at least a month to reflower and of course when you're placing it in probably like a dark closet or something you're gonna need to cut back on water and just keep that in mind because it's not pulling up as much water because it doesn't need as much there's not as much sun for it so after you've placed it in that closet for at least 14 hours for a month and you bring it back into sunshine um, and it having more sunlight than it's used to, it's going to induce the flowering. Very similar to a poinsettia. How poinsettias, they have these photo periods and if you put it in a closet for long amounts of time for, you know, a month or two at a time, it will induce the flowers to come back. So you can induce it yourself. You can just try and see if the sun will do it. If you get 14 hours of solid darkness at night anyways in the winter, the flowers will probably come back on, on their own. But you can get them back if you'd like them. I think 14 hours... So like from six to eight, I feel like most places in the U.S. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get that. 14, at least for a month or two. 
Yeah, I feel like it it's more so for more people hours, on the equator that might not get that kind of um, those dark hours. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. When I was, I lived close to it down in Brazil, and yeah, it was same time every day, five yeah. to five, basically five thirty to five thirty. Yeah. So yeah, it's only about twelve hours. Um, I for did we so we owned a Callan Coey? Yeah, we did. We don't anymore, right? Uh, no, no, it flowered. The flowers got everywhere. You probably don't remember that. Yeah, it was like three years ago, so I don't really. Yeah, and I I wasn't I wasn't sure what to do, and I um threw it away. Is that bad for me to admit? On a plant podcast. Oh no! I know. Well, we can. <laughs> now that you've done your research, we can get you another one sometime. And, and I can stick it in the closet for fourteen hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we we're always looking in our closet. We can. <laughs> yeah. How many do a lot of people stick their plants in their closet? I just feel like, what's the point of having a plant if you're just gonna end up stuffing it in your closet? Yeah, I don't know. I really would like to know if someone has tried this because, like, they give these, like, with the poinsettia, it's like, oh, stick it in your closet for 14 or more hours every single night and bring it back out. I'm just like, who has the time? <laughs> I know, between yeah. everything else that you got to worry about in the day. It's... Yeah, that's got to take a real dedicated plant enthusiast. I... Uh, I don't think I could do it. I've got way too many other things on my mind. Someday when you're an old lady, you can. You can yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll have a whole closet of plants. I'll just and... wheel them out. They'll be all on <laughs> yeah, a cart. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We're, we're about wrapped up. Here's a couple more questions. How Propagating. Another one of our basic questions we go through on these podcasts. How would you propagate a Kalanchoe? Yeah, so you can do it by seed. Um, I don't think I need to explain how to grow a seed. So that's an option. Um, you can divide the plant. Literally means to like split in half. You could get a knife and um, chop it. Chainsaw. <laughs> Might be a little messy. <laughs> um, not necessarily like chop like leaves in half and things like that as you're going down, but more so like the root ball, you can chop that in half and kind of tease the plant apart and you can do it that way. Um, they will survive um, you dividing it. And then also another way, probably the most popular is by a stem cutting. So stem cuttings, you're going to take about four to five inch piece. Um, you're going to remove the lower leaves. Uh, you can let the cutting just sit and heal and kind of scab over for a week and then you can plant it in well-draining soil, or you can put it in water, just whatever your preference is. Um, it takes about three weeks or more to finally get roots, and you want to avoid trying to propagate it while it is flowering. A lot of energy goes into this plant flowering, so by you taking a cutting and trying to get it to you know, grow new roots as well can be a little bit stressful and success rates could be lower. So yeah, that is how you go about making more of your Kalanchoe if you have one. Sweet. Um, last question, where would you go to buy a Kalanchoe? Yeah, so I've kind of like mentioned this throughout the podcast, but 
they're very, very common at florist shops. Um, sometimes they'll be in like a mixed basket of different um, interior plants, but often you can find them just on their own. You can find them a lot of the times at grocery stores. There's not really a season for them. One of their nicknames is, I think it was Christmas Kalanchoe. Um, so they may be more popular during the Christmas season um, in those red colors, but those are some options of where to look for them. And of course, you can always find them online. You can find most any plant online now. So that's always an avenue to go as well. Okay. Well, Rachel, appreciate another episode of Plant School. Um, again, if any of you have questions or a plant that you want to talk us to talk about on the podcast, just send them our way on our Instagram. What's our Instagram handle? Tenny Plants. Tenny Plants. Or you can email us at tennyplants at gmail. Either way works just great. We see most every message. So most every, every message. Let's be real. We aren't getting buttloads of messages all the time. So we will see them and we will listen to your ideas or feedback. Okay. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll catch you again next week. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, or Pocket Cast. Also, you can follow us at Tinny Plants on Instagram, Pinterest, or YouTube. Once again, that's Tenny Plants, T-E-N-N-E-Y Plants. If you have any questions or suggestions for future podcast episodes, email us at tennyplants at gmail.com. Or if you're on YouTube, go ahead and comment below and don't forget to like and subscribe. See you next time.